Hello, everybody. Today we are working on a watercolor illustration of the Sweeney Todd Theater. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need at Art Prof critiques, tutorials, and professional development. This was a piece that I started on two other live streams. Here are the thumbnails. This is the very beginning of the underpainting. And this is where I left it in the second stream with watercolors blocked in. And this is the painting. It's much bigger than it looks. But what I was gonna do today is map out what I wanna do with this space. And of course, I didn't have time to do it last night. So you guys are going to have to watch me do it. <laughs> I like to usually prep that stuff. But hopefully, some of you will find it useful to see how freaking long these paintings take to do. These are printouts, hard copies of the painting itself. You can see I have three different versions. And what I'm going to do is do some sketching with some watercolor pencils. I guess the plan is to go into the actual painting with watercolor pencils, activate it with water, and then add more watercolor on top. And I did some very last minute <laughs> reference photo hunting. I'll show you guys what I've got, everything's up the last minute, is none of this in advanced stuff. And this shows you just, oh, painting takes so long. We did this mixed media painting workshop yesterday, and people were telling me that they were so surprised by how long it took and how things look so blobby and mushy for so long. All right. We're going to add Mrs. Lovett. This is Sutton Foster. So she's going to be in Mrs. Lovett starting February 9th. And this is an official photo of her as Mrs. Lovett. But the thing is, I don't really want to use this so directly since it is an official photo. And what I did instead, I found a photo of her, but I love her eyebrow there. That is perfect for Mrs. Lovett. And the another plan I had is if you look at her eyes, they're a little bit crooked looking in the photo. So I think I'll take that, merge it with this reference photo, and that'll be the reference. And then <laughs> you have to put Aaron in there. He's Sweeney Todd. <laughs> and again, ugh, it's just killing me that there's so few photos. They've only released two. And the other one that they released is only half a face. <laughs> That's all I have to work with. Sometimes you don't have a lot. And so my thought was to add their faces up here. But what I'm wondering is how big... I want them to be. So I was thinking 
They might put him in first. I'm trying to figure out, okay, so is he this big? Or are their faces gigantic and they're just spilling out into, like, if his head was half the stage and he's really almost crashing into the audience? What do you guys think? Do you think I should make it so his head is maybe three quarters? Or should I make his head really big and have it spill? I think I like it bigger. And what I'm thinking is something like maybe he's up a little higher because he is more the main character. And then she is maybe a little more to the side like this. I do this a lot when I'm trying to figure out scale is I'll just touch the paper. I'll just approximate, okay, what is the about size? Helps me gauge how big to go. So if he's about that big, these are all people down here at the bottom. And this is the background of the theater. So let's just put in a, a quick little oval here. I'm not even looking at the reference photo. I'm just putting him in. So maybe I keep the arch of this very crisp. Maybe even his head is underneath the arch. And then maybe we let everything else spill out from that side. Look at how glamorous being an artist is. Woo, this is really cool. Okay, so let's take her face. And maybe her face, well, yeah, she should be smaller because she is a secondary character. To, although, I don't know. I, I almost think Mrs. Lovett is worse because she's the one that talks Sweeney Todd into doing all the things. And I want her a little behind him. So let's actually pull out his face. Put her face maybe about here. Okay. It's so slow. I, I mean, I'm just sizing things out here, but that's the stuff you got to do. All right, let's put him more here. I'm going to let her spill out too. She's got this amazing hairdo, which is really fun. Okay, so let's put the side of his head there. Her head is about there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about the necks. If those are even going to be a part of it. I mean, they could just be, oh, I'm not sure. Because the problem with the neck is if you put the neck in, then you have to see where to connect it to. Maybe the faces are enough. Let's just try it. I, I have no idea if that's actually going to work. All right. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Okay. Tiff likes to spill out. Cray Stew says three-quarter. Anna says really big. Slate says zoom out to focus more on the background. Really loving the arch. 
Suzanne says, such a Rodan feel through the screen. <laughs> W315 says, is it weird that ink is less wet than watercolor? Like if you brush it onto non-watercolor paper, ink will do okay. How can that be? It depends on the ink. Even between brands, the same type of ink will behave very differently. And I've become very sensitive to it because I've been doing a lot of acrylic inks. And I noticed the Daler Rownie acrylic inks are super runny. They don't have any body to them. And that's one of the reasons I like the Sennelier is because it does have a body and it doesn't run all over the place. The Daler Rownie one definitely went everywhere. Thank you so much, Anna, for the super chat. We so much appreciate your support. Speaking of workshops, we do have spaces open in our clothing and drapery workshop, which is on February 24th, and also the charcoal workshop, which is coming up February 3rd. That's where you get to work with me in real time in a small group of artists, and we have such a good time. Avi says, I love that she's a little smaller and set back. It says that she's in his head manipulating. Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> it was all, she's nudging him the whole time. I, I really think that he is less horrible than she is. I like that idea though, of her a little bit behind and she's controlling him. <laughs> And Seven Angelic said something about those floating eyes. I did do this. This was a super quick digital sketch that I just threw together yesterday. And honestly, I think it's sort of what happened with the Dune posters where I was so fixated on those blue eyes for a while. And my mock art director, Ashley, told me, there's not a lot going on here, Clara. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. So I think that was sort of the thing where it's like, I think with eyes, it's almost like you can't lose because who, who's not mesmerized by eyes? Nobody. We all like eyes but they do quickly become a cliche, which is not so great. I am happy that I'm doing this though, because this painting has been sitting in my office for months. I haven't touched it because honestly, I sort of lost interest in it. And it just been sitting there and I felt sort of stupid that it just sat there for so long and then yesterday, I realized that the reason I didn't like it was because there was no story. And I thought, okay, well, somebody who likes Sweeney Todd, the musical, if it's just a picture of the theater, I didn't think that was enough. So this idea of a surreal scene where you can see the characters superimposed on the stage, I really enjoyed. And that got me sort of excited about doing that again. You can see how mushy 
my figures are still. You know what? I'm going to skip the neck. I, I feel like the neck is going to be a problem. Look at how much you can get done in 15 minutes. <laughs> I feel like there has to be blood somewhere. Maybe there's some on the ceiling. I think that might be sort of fun. All right, let's go back in, start to get darker. And I am going to keep this blue tone because that's the color of this atmosphere. And so I think the people are going to be bluish. And what I'm trying to really emphasize here is their, their eyebrows because it seems like that's what they're pushing in the PR for the show. It's these super pronounced eyebrows. And then the eyes, I like to just figure out, okay, this is about where the eye sockets might be. This is a pretty spontaneous composition, mostly because I didn't have time to sit back and really think about it. But you know something, I've been doing that quite a bit recently where I will just start some spontaneous study on a live stream and then I'll come back and work on it some more. Okay, see, I can already see the eyes are too small because I'm going to put his neck all the way down there. Let's let that spill out some more. Okay, so then that actually moves the nose more over here. This is a very important lesson that you have to be okay moving things around. You have to be able to say to yourself, you know what, that is not going to work for me. And of course, I can't find an eraser. So you know what I'm going to do? Since these are water soluble, I'm just going to dip my finger in a little water and get rid of some of what's happening up here. I don't know that that looks great. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is just a sketch. I'm just trying to get things in here. I mean, I said today that I was going to get to that the painting part, but you know what? Maybe we'll just <laughs> sketch the whole time. It just takes so long. So many decisions. So I'm curious because I know a lot of you paint and a lot of you do more than painting. Let's say you draw or you do all kinds of other things. I'm curious, I asked the mixed media workshop people the other day, do you think within the context of all the things that you do, do you think painting is the slowest or is painting the fastest? Because I am a really fast, drawer, but I'm a very slow painter. And in retrospect, I wish I had figured that out a lot sooner because I, I do think I was rushing myself too much with painting. I don't think I really slowed down enough. And 
And if I had realized just how time-consuming it was going to be, I feel like I would have been a better painter sooner. I mean, I look at the paintings I did in art school and <laughs> I don't want to just go back and redo everything. I'm gonna really exaggerate the brows here. So this is pretty involved. It's not a super fast sketch, but I feel like at this stage, I do need to see that. I think that is important. Cause I'm starting to really enjoy painting. I feel like for the longest time I painted because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I don't know. I, I just feel like painting. I love painting, but I feel like it's sort of up on a pedestal compared to the other media. Do people think that's true? In your experience, have you seen people rank painting above other things? I definitely have. Where people almost have this prejudice against other material. And I, I did experience that. When I was in graduate school, I had this pretty well-known painter, New York City painter, who came to my studio and I showed her some monotypes I was doing. And she said to me, well, these have to be paintings. You've got to turn them into paintings. They can look exactly the same as your monotypes, but they have to be paintings. <laughs> I just was like, if it's the exact same image, why does it matter if it's a print or a painting? But she really felt that I had no shot if they were prints. And yes, I'm not saying a painting and a print are the same thing. By no means are they. But it annoyed me so much that she wouldn't even talk to me about it because I was hoping to get some critique on the pieces and she just wasn't interested. Like she didn't say a single thing to me feedback wise because she spent the whole time talking about how they have to be paintings. It really made me mad. And so I definitely have seen that there's this hierarchy when it comes to painting. Oh, I really like her eyebrow there. She's got a great eyebrow. I'm gonna try to really exaggerate their features. I don't feel like I really did that some of the prior pieces. So like here, I'm going to just fill the eye socket. I just feel like the latest pieces I've been doing, I don't feel like I've been doing as much with the facial expressions. I feel like they've been a little flat. So I'm going to really try to push that today. more dramatic eyebrows than what I had before. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do the necks. The necks are going to be a problem. Okay, she's got really big hair. <laughs> I I love her hair. It's very different than the one they did for Anna Lay Ashford. She had two buns. She's got this weird wedgie hair that I think is fantastic. And so actually here, I'm going to switch to a black because I just can't see things very well. I don't get darker value. Yeah, her hair is going to, this is great. I think her hair is going to come all the way behind. Actually, I found on Instagram, there are all these wig makers online. I mean, sometimes the shows will do it as well on their Instagrams, but it is the coolest thing. I'm like, how do you become a wig maker? It's so specific and it's related to hairdressing, but it's a completely different art form. I've been really fascinated by that. So every time <laughs> there's a wig making video that pops up in my feed, I have to watch it. I, I just, I think it's so mesmerizing. Okay, so actually I'm gonna take the mouth from this one. I feel like this mouth is a little bit better. She definitely looks more awful. And she's got these very, I guess her lipstick is really slick. It makes her lip look really thin. And we're going to do the thing where we're going to mess with her pupils a little bit. Let the pupil over here be a little bit further. Yeah, she needs serious eyebrows. Oh, I love drawing her hair. That is just the funnest thing. Who here has used watercolor pencils? Because I've actually spent more time using them by themselves than with water. Mostly because Faber-Castell sent me a bunch of these. So I wasn't really looking to use these. But then I started using them for that Moulin Rouge commission. And it ended up being a pretty good fit. Okay, now I've realized that I <laughs> lost his hair because I was so excited about hers. Okay, and of course he has this wonderful yummy bit of hair there. All these curls, love it. Okay, let's bring back some of the emphasis here. the eyes are a pretty expressive part of this. So actually, I'm going to take the lighting from this photo. This photo has much better lighting than some of the other ones. 
Yeah, that's starting to feel better. Okay, so again, the arch is staying. So that they're sort of bursting out of there. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Crazy Stew says, interesting to watch your process. My very slow process. <laughs> this is the third stream I've worked on this. And I think the other two streams were quite long. But I think it's important for people to see how long it takes. Carolyn says, sketching is faster, drawing is slower. Painting is variable depending on what I'm doing. I love that. Manette says, I think I've gotten faster at drawing. I've become more confident. In fairness, the biggest reason my painting is slow is because I primarily use watercolor. Watercolor can be very slow, especially watercolor. I can't get ahead of myself. If I rush the little spit with watercolor before I know it, the whole painting's black. <laughs> Slate says, I'm a really slow painter. I've even done the thing where I stare at the canvas only making one brush stroke. Yeah, that's pretty slow. <laughs> oh, see, Ginger's the opposite. Fast painter, slower at drawing. Anna's paintings can take over a year. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> and Avi says, everything takes me time. I do a little and then I have to ponder what's next for a time. Thank goodness I'm retired and have no deadlines. Oh, that's very funny because you know something? If I didn't have deadlines, I would do anything. And honestly, these live streams are oftentimes what gets me off my butt to make work because I feel like there's always something that feels more important. I posted a short yesterday about laundry and I think to myself, okay, if I don't do laundry, I'm a bad mother and that never feels good. If you got to pick, it's like, well, I could have a clean house or I could make some paintings. <laughs> Which one is it going to be? <laughs> and Iron Earth says, yes, paintings are higher. Larger paintings are higher than smaller. Prints and works on paper are less important than canvas. The guys who were big at the dealers in the art market made the rules. Mm -hmm. Printmaking really is its own very niche area. I really, really want to go to the Southern Graphics Conference, which is the printmaking conference that happens once a year. And I really want to go especially, well, here's the thing. I haven't been since I was a graduate student. I went, it was at Rutgers in 2004. And I, I wasn't even prepared for what it was like. I had no idea how amazing it was. And in retrospect, I should have prepared myself more. They had a materials fair where all the printmaking manufacturers came and had booths. They had these amazing tools and I didn't bring a lot of money with me. And I, this is before Apple Pay and <laughs> all those things. And they had panel talks and I got to hear Xu Bing, this amazing Chinese artist who I adore. I was so sad that I didn't do more when I went to that conference. And I said, the reason I really want to go this year 
is because it's in Providence, where a lot of my art friends are. It's where Kat, Mia, and Dorian are. And I always like seeing them so we can shoot more content together. But the conference is expensive. It's a few hundred dollars. I have to get the plane flight out there. So maybe if I save, I don't know. Going to a conference is never cheap. They always charge a lot. And I'm definitely going to buy stuff there. <laughs> so I, I really, really want to go because it's a closed world. How many people can afford that fee? How many people even know that that exists? So I would love to open that door to show everybody, but I, I got to see if I can drum up the money for that. And Clancy says, I have some water soluble colored pencils, but I don't know how to use them. Well, I'll show you guys some tricks. The main thing that I do is layers. I mean, that's my whole life is layers. Here I'm getting in really dark, but that's just because this is a sketch. When I go into the final painting, I'm not going to go that dark. And it is really cool because what I usually do is I put the colored pencil down and then I take in my brush. I can show you guys right now, just on a small scale. So let's say I'm doing this on the actual painting. So what I'll do, so I'll go in here like this and you can see that is now activating the blue. So if I wanted this to get more painterly. So for me, that's the way that makes the most sense. But of course, it's different for everybody. Actually, let's get in. At the very least, I want to show the bottom of his chin. And the faces are not going to be this pronounced. I want them to be a little bit airy because of the atmosphere. I'm just trying to put the placement in. So let's just fill in a little more of the hair so we can keep the arch going. Tig says, I'm the same, even though I want to paint and draw, I end up doing everything else beforehand. I need some structure. Oh, I need it so bad. I'm pretty lucky in that I've had to be pretty disciplined about it because I have kids. And so sometimes I know I got one hour. And if I don't use that one hour, it's over. It's gone. <laughs> Slate says, important to see how long it takes. This isn't McDonald's. You aren't going to make a masterpiece in 10 minutes. I do that a lot with my kids where my kid will say to me, I really want hash browns. And I'll say, okay, well, that's going to be another 45 minutes because I have to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, you know, that's good. That's good that she has to wait. And it's not just something I pop into the microwave. And Seven Angelic says, Canvas are a bit easier to hang too, just because you can do it without any extra framing. Oh, framing a big canvas. Oh, I mean, that will drain your savings account in two seconds. Okay. I'm not super fulfilled by this. 
but I'm going to move on anyway, and I'm going to keep it really light and airy so I have more room to move around. Okay, I am going to take a pause so I can switch my camera. So you guys get to look at this Open Studios Club still for a little bit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Open Studios Club is a brand new program that we have started that I'm very excited about where I really think it's one of the best ways to make art friends. Who here feels like they have art friends in real life or let's say in our Discord, in our Patreon group? Do you feel like you have art friends? Because I think a lot of people don't. I think it's actually more the exception. People who do have art friends. I have art friends, but I never get to see them in real life. That's the problem. Okay, so let's come back here. Okay. So now you can see more. This is the actual painting. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get to paint much. I think it's going to be sketching the sin. It's just so time consuming, you guys. Well, there's sort of a tilt. I feel like I want him more upright. I think he's tilted a little too much. So let's make him a little straight. And I think she should have a tilt because she's looking at him. And then... I, th I think what I want to do, let me just do it real quick here. Actually, let me do here because I want to sort of figure out how this spills in because I don't think I want it so concrete. So right now I'm just fuzzing things out. Because I think I do want it to be less defined. I want it to be a little more airy because of what's happening. Up here, I'm going to let it sink underneath. But I think that's better. So it may look like I'm just mushing things to death. Which I sort of am. But that's more of the quality. The way I had it drawn before is a little too concrete. Yeah, so that's more the atmosphere that I try to want to have. More transparent. Okay, I feel better about that now. It looked a little silly before. I feel like there has to be blood somewhere. I don't know where, <laughs> but let's give it a shot. All right, and again, I'm going to start with this very light blue, and I'm going to have this nearby. I always have the thumbnail right next to the painting, so that way I can keep referencing it. In terms of art friends, I do feel that I'm quite lucky because I went to art school, and 
it's not just art friends that I have. I also have mentors. And I think that's pretty difficult to find. Who here has a mentor? Because a mentor is not quite the same thing as an art friend. I mean, you could have a mentor who you consider to be an art friend, but it's a very different relationship, I think. And I don't just have art friends. Well, let's, how, how would we describe this? Okay, I, I have art friends and I also, well, so art friends are more people my age who I went to school with. And I would say, I also have former students who you all know on my staff. And I also have mentors. And so between those three categories, I'm pretty lucky. I guess that for me, the definition of art friends is that it's it's more casual. Like I might have a friend who is an artist, but maybe we don't have deep conversations about being an artist. I mean, when I see my mentors, it is sort of those deep conversations. And again, I know this looks like nothing is happening, but it is. Just have to build it up so, so slowly. I think just everybody wants progress, but this is not the type of thing you can rush. I did make a reel about that the other day that if you have patience, it's like your work is instantly better if you can have that patience and focus and not feel like, oh my gosh, it doesn't look good. I better stop now. Because for a lot of people, that is the main difference. They just stop too soon. And so if you give yourself more time, things actually do work out much better. So I'm looking, this is the eye where I have it. And I still feel like I'm giving him that tilt. So I'm gonna move this part over. Make him more upright like this. I think I better get to the hair. I think the hair is going to be a better way because he's got this yummy curl of hair that I love. I love his hair. Okay, at the very least, I want to define the edge of his face. Like that has to be very well defined. I don't know, maybe, maybe I will use this reference, but I think I'm gonna distort it more because the other one doesn't have very good lighting. I'm gonna make the eyebrows a lot more tilted than they are. Maybe pull in some dark blue on the side. So we're gonna really tilt the eyebrows quite a bit. Much more than usual. 
Because to me, this is where it's at. <laughs> this little tense area of flesh. This is it. Oh, I forgot his ear. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave out the ear. I'm not so sure I need it. I also think art friends, it's more you get together and chill. I don't know. I feel like when I have art friends, like I don't want to think that hard. Because <laughs> I do see my mentors. Some of you may have seen that video I released with Andrew Raftery. And he and I do talk kind of deep <laughs> when we get together. But I like that. I mean, I'm the type of person, I'll talk about death at breakfast. <laughs> I don't do that small talk stuff. <laughs> I love these creases. This one on the right is very dramatic, so I'm going to really put some pressure there. I also feel like his eyes are extra small. I guess he, he is squinting just a little bit. And yes, I am going to New York in March. People are kind of freaking out online because it's so soon. Okay, so he's in there now. I'm going to add Mrs. Lovett in a minute. Tiggs says, I have one. Great. Artist Zena says, met up yesterday at Slugfest. What is Slugfest? I don't know what that is. Okay, we have a bunch of people who are saying no art friends, Clancy, Iron Earth, Tiff. Oh, printmaking studio. I don't know where that is. I've never heard of it before. Kathy says real life art friend, too far away to get together. Wish I knew more. I know all my friends are on the East Coast, all my artist friends. I don't really have artist friends here in Utah. Cool. So Anna has mentors, crit groups. Fantastic. I mean, in New York City, I think it's a little bit easier because there are so many artists <laughs> in New York City. Amanda says, wanted to study painting under a mentor. She left me to go teach in New York. I don't blame her. Missed out by one semester. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh my God, Tiggs. Who gets it right the first time? The people that edit out an hour of work, nobody does. Because really, what is what is right? I suppose you could say, oh, accurate to the reference photo. But I'm not really interested in that. So for me, it's not a concern, I suppose. I think I made this not quite wide enough. I think he needs a little more bone structure on this side. 
of Manette is into mortuary cannibalism. <laughs> Actually, Manette, if you're into that stuff, you should watch Six Feet Under. That's an HBO show from, I think, 2000s. It's my absolute favorite TV show. So if you have a morbid sense of humor, watch Six Feet Under. That's the only TV show I watched the series finale and I bawled my eyes out. I was so emotional when I saw that. It's a show that was very critically acclaimed, but I think it was just too dark for a mainstream audience. So I suspect that's probably the reason why it didn't have a bigger audience. Okay, let's get Sutton Foster in there. So I do this a lot where I can't find the facial expression I want. So I'll find a picture of that, but then I'll add the hair on top. That's been a pretty good strategy, I think. And I am going to give her a little bit of a tilt. So first, just bulking in the basic shape of that. Again, well, actually, I'm wondering, so his eyebrows are here, and I'm not so sure I want them to line up. So maybe I'll put her eyebrows down here. Because I think that'll be better for the composition. Yeah, because I don't want them to line up. I think that's better. And she, of course, is smaller than he is. Yeah, I, I went into today's stream thinking, oh, I'm finally going to... No, I'm not painting. <laughs> I'm sketching. It just takes this long. <clears throat> These pieces I'm doing on the live streams, I oftentimes don't do a lot of prep in advance. So I ended up doing the prep on the stream, but sometimes that's just what it is. You guys have to sit through the boring stuff. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna squish her head a little. Is that weird? So if this were her normal head, I'm gonna go I, I don't know, there's something about the hair that makes her look a little more squished. I'm not sure. I, let me see. And these are two parts of the face that I think are very important that a lot of people don't do, which is these creases on the side of the nose. I think they're extremely important. And then also these creases on the side too. I, I like to just call these the pockets on the side of the lip. I'm gonna take the positioning of the eyes from here, but then I'm gonna move the pupils around a little bit. Oh, I'm so glad I found this photo of her with the spatial expression. It's so perfect. Yeah, so the eyes are crooked. 
Let's make those visibly crooked. So this eye is going to be too far to the right. And this eye is going to be more in the middle. So that way this eye is wandering a little bit more. And her eyebrows are way thicker. So let's let those really pop. Okay, let's see what people are saying in the chat. By the way, I'd love to hear from everybody, even you lurkers, just type hi into the chat. I love seeing all the names. It's just the coolest thing. And Lisa says, I have art friends. I visit museums with one. I draw with others. And of course my Discord art friends. That's great because there are different pockets of people to interact with. I mean, there's some people I would never go to a museum with them. <laughs> I actually had a friend in art school. We traveled a little bit together in Europe. And it's very funny. We, we both sort of sped through art museums really fast. We were not the types to linger for a long time. And so actually we were extremely good travel partners for that reason. Because there are some people who, for me, are too slow when they go through the museum. Like, I'm sort of done, and they still want to stay. So it's like you really have to find people who match your travel habits. Okay, I like this better. So he's, he's in the front like this. I think his eyes are too small, actually. I'm going to go in and emphasize this. make that eyebrow even more dramatic. Yeah, I think he's too small in general. I think I have to beef up the size of everything. Yeah, he definitely got a little small. Yeah, I like this better. I think she's behind him, manipulating him, giving him all kinds of ideas. All right, now let's look at the dramatic shape of her hair. Okay, so good. A lot of you guys have seen Six Feet Under. Yeah. Ask a mortician. Oh my gosh. Alex Rowe, who used to be a teaching artist here, he told me that he follows a mortician on Instagram. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> Tiggs is asking, are you pressing fairly softly with the pencils most of the time here? Yeah. The only time I started to press harder was in here, where I really want to emphasize the eyebrows. Let me go back to that reference. So you can see I'm making them more diagonal. This is a little bit more straight. So this one I'm going to really. So right now, I think like medium pressure. I'm not pressing super hard. 
but it's hard enough that I am getting pigment onto the page. So if I were to go in here and do some watercolor, it, it would be pretty dark. And I'll, I'll do a little bit of that. I think that will be good for you guys to see before I end the stream. Oh, I feel like noses always look weird. I mean, I've sort of accepted that they look weird. Who else feels the same way? It's like, no matter what you do with the nose, it's like weird. So I've, I've sort of given up in a way. I'm like, okay, it's going to look weird. Nothing I can do about that. But faces in general will do that to you where they're, they're just infinitely frustrating because of the many things. I mean, it's amazing to me that in a portrait, moving something over two millimeters changes the whole thing. It's sort of nuts if you think about it. Oh, and he's got all this facial hair. So I want to get him really solid before I do more with her. Actually, I think his mouth is a little bit lower. So I'm going to do just light shading up here. Okay, we definitely need her hair. Her hair is extremely important. It's going to be super fun to draw. It's got all these waves and really, really like her hair. I think it's cool how with the various actresses, they change the hair and they change the outfit. I think that's really cool. Because Sutton Foster, who's here, she has a totally different outfit than Annalee Ashford, who just finished her run. By the way, how many people here like colored pencil? Because uh, to be honest, I really didn't like it that much for a long time. I just felt like it was really slow and it is, it's not a fast material. But I, I've started to like it a lot. It is nice for this initial run. I'm going to let it pop more because really it's got this amazing silhouette that I want to really push. So we're going to give her, I think I'm not giving her enough hair. It's, it's really large. I mean, it makes me wonder if this wig is just really heavy to wear. Yeah, I like that. Cool. And she's got quite a bit of shading on the side, really good lighting. 
So I'm just going to quickly block in some large areas of shadow so she has that to go on. So actually, I got to do some more articulation in the hair. And now I'm pressing harder. I know somebody asked earlier about how hard I was pressing. Now I'm pressing like double as hard. Way more going on right now. This is going to be fun. I feel much better about this now. <laughs> this painting, for real, it was like depressing me. Because I was like, oh my God, I spent like three hours on this. It's just sitting there. It felt kind of dumb. And some pieces are worth just saying, okay, I'm going to just chuck it. But I don't know. This was such a big piece that I felt sort of dumb abandoning it. Okay, so in here, I'm going to start blocking in just really briefly some shadows. So one of the reasons I like the watercolor pencils is that I have a lot more control right now. And starting a portrait with only watercolor, it can feel very out of control pretty fast. So now I'm starting to really put on some pressure. Especially here where I want the chin to come up more. And actually, I don't want his eyebrow to be quite as tall as hers, so I'm going to bring his down a little bit. Hers is going to be really exaggerated, like that. He's going to be a little more serious looking. I feel better about this piece now. I think I just needed to add something. I think it was just boring me a little bit. This is his philtrum, very important part of the anatomy. Okay, now I'm getting aggressive, really pressing hard because of that facial hair. And we're going to add more wrinkles. I actually prefer to draw people who have wrinkles. <laughs> I think they're easier to draw. It's just more landmarks. People who don't have any wrinkles are harder to draw, in my opinion. There's just fewer landmarks to hold on to. Okay, let's do a little more shading on Mrs. Lovett's hair. And then I'll demo just a, a watercolor base. Okay, pressing even harder now than I was before. I mean, this might even add too much pigment, but that's okay for now. I can always lift it up. And 
I do want to define the edge of her face better. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. And then we can try some watercolor. Let's see what people are chatting about. Oh, welcome, Clow. First time here. I'm Blue. I study graphic design. I'm an artist, but I don't have any artist friends. I love this channel. I feel my artsy spark back. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, that to me is the biggest compliment. I've had people say, I've been away for art for many years, but I watched one of your videos and now I feel motivated to work again. To me, that just makes my heart sing to know that we can get that spark back for people. Stacy from Canada. And we also have a bunch of other people who are saying hello. Oh, Janice, I've watched it four times. <laughs> the best thing is I actually watched it with one of my kids. And that's the coolest thing. I remember when my kids were little, you know, they're watching like SpongeBob. You, you just really crave watching an adult show. <laughs> And, okay, we have a question from Sally, who says, what pencils are you using? These are, I'll hold them up. These are Faber-Castell Albert Durer pencils. And you can see I have two different sizes. Okay, so this is the really thick one, and this is the thin one. I think the thick one is called Magnus or something. I like the thick ones when I'm trying to really fill something, and then these are better for some more details. But I've been very happy with these because I think for a while I was thinking that I liked Prismacolor a lot. But actually, now that I've used these, they're a little bit stiffer. I think the Prismacolors, for me, are too soft. I think these have a little more structure to them. And I realize I do better when they're harder. Other people, it's different. But then on the other hand, I've also tried the Tombow colored pencils, and those are way too hard. I don't like those very much. With all these brands, it can almost feel like a different material because they're just so different. <laughs> Amanda says, sounds like you don't like facial hair. I just like him when he's clean shaven. I think he's really cute when he doesn't have any facial hair. He actually did a concert recently. He had this mustache. I'm like, no, that's got to go. I'm not into that. Okay, so Amanda has been warming up to colored pencil. Jeannie's asking, are you going to do the whole piece with pencils? Or are you going to use watercolors too? Yes. This stuff right here, this is just to map it out. Because I feel like I have more control with colored pencil. But you'll see in a minute, <clears throat> I'm going to activate some of this. And then ultimately, it's going to read like a watercolor painting. Cool. All right. Let's try. So what's going to happen, it's going to look very muddy. And that's sort of the point, is I will mush this up 
And then once it dries, I'll go back in and add some more details. So Clancy says, apparently the character of Mrs. Lovett is a lot more flexibility interpretation than Sweeney himself. His intentions read clearer. Oh, that's really interesting. Mrs. Lovett, on the other hand, is more cloudy on what she wants with her partnership, whether it's companionship or a more business relationship. So every actress has a chance to make it their own. I relate to Mrs. Lovett. I'm a small business owner and I'm a woman. <laughs> it's a timeless themes, right? All right. So remember, the intention here is mush. It is not to make things really well articulated. And so in some ways, I'm going to almost ruin it. This is where I got to be real slow. And I need to lift a lot. Because it's more like I'm trying to make a base for what's going to happen next. So I do spend a lot of time lifting with my paper towel. I mean, this is the fun part, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm going real slow, guys. Nothing fast about this process. But do you see how it gives me more control? Now I can start blocking in areas, but I don't have to stress about, I mean, I could do it with watercolor. It's not like I can't, but I just like this process a little bit better. So now he's starting to get more atmospheric looking. Oh, actually I should take a process photo. I should have done that before I started this. Oh, well. photo. Okay, I'm going to just do a quick close up of Mrs. Lovett so we can really see the pencil work on her. I'll do a close up of him as well. And I'll be sharing these in the discord chat after the stream. Okay, let's try this. So actually, because I want this to be very atmospheric looking, ultimately, I'm not going to put that much paint down. It is going to be pretty airy looking. I know, with watercolor, sometimes I feel like I spend more time lifting than I do adding. How many people do that? If you're painting with watercolor, do you find yourself lifting a lot? Or is your process more additive? because mine is sort of like maybe a third lifting. Okay, let's guess Mrs. Lovett needs some shadow. So I do this a lot where it's almost like a sandwich technique. I may very well after this, end up 
going back in with the colored pencil. So this just gives her a little more presence. I mean, the weird thing about Sweeney Todd, it's so disgusting of a plot, but it's also sort of funny at the same time, which is why I feel like the facial expressions are totally cool. So still very light and washy. But at the very least, I'm getting in some of the lighting. Okay, and let's get <clears throat> more in the hair. And I'm not trying to get full out contrast right now. That will come later. It's more like I'm putting in the mid-tones. Oh, man, that feels good. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> this is the fun part. Like you spend all that time building up that other stuff so that this can really sing a little more. And I'm trying to get the silhouette of her hair more complete to really see that. So again, it's very mushy right now, but I want it to be that way. I want it to be mushy so that then I can go in, I can add highlights and I can also add some dark passages. So her lip right now is very mushy, but that's okay because I'll go back in later and fix it. This almost gives it a cohesion because everything's so light and eerie looking. And so now if I go back in with like a dark blue watercolor. Okay, this is better. I, I, I feel much better about this piece. It was making me sort of depressed before when I was thinking about it, just sitting there for so long. W315 says, I don't have any confidence in watercolors actually lifting. You do have to scrub a little bit. I mean, sometimes I'll even use a sponge to do it. But also I think it depends on how much your paper can take it. So if you have watercolor paper that's very thin, it's probably not a great idea. You need watercolor paper that's pretty thick. Amanda says more additive, minimal selective lifting. Then again, I use watercolor to force myself to be less exacting. Oh, it's a great way to do it. I mean, I certainly have seen people do watercolor in a very detailed manner, but it is very gestural if you want it to be. And 7A says erasers need a GPS. You know, I wish I had one for every freaking art supply because half my day is like, where's, oh my gosh, it's so dumb. <laughs> How disorganized it can all be. Remember, we do have space in our clothing and drapery workshop on February 24th and also our charcoal workshop on February 3rd. Please join me in the Discord. We will take a look at the work more closely with some photos and chat about all kinds of things that maybe we didn't get to during the live stream. 
check out Open Studios Club. This is where you get to work with other artists in real time and make art together, make art friends. And this is all in our Discord. And I'm already running a bunch of sessions right now. I did post a sample workshop, uh, not workshop, Open Studios Club recording. You guys can take a look at that. Join our Patreon group. Again, another place you can make art friends. You also get critiques from me and you get to share your art in weekly voice sessions. ArtProf has services. We have artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.